Okay, so pretty excited about today's episode. We have a special guest, actually our first guest, um, and really cool that this individual decided to drop what they're doing and come onto our show, considering that we're like only 21 episodes in, so really awesome. Um, So our guest today is an attorney, author, and researcher. He's a graduate of the University of California, Berkeley, with a degree in history. He also has a JD and is a member of the State of Bar of California. He's authored five books, Prophet of Evil, Aleister Crowley, 9-11 and the New World Order, Abomination, Devil Worship, and the Deception in the West Memphis Three Murders, Children of the Beast, Aleister Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity, Global Death Cult, The Order of Nine Angles, Adam Waffen, and the Slaughter of the Innocents, The Smiley Face Killers, Who's Abducting, Torturing, and Killing College-Age Men in the U.S. and U.K., He's also made five documentaries, Occult Hollywood Volume 2, Prophet of Evil, uh, Aleister Crowley 9-11 and the New World Order, The Smiley Face Killers Who is Abducting and Murdering Young Men in the U.S. and U.K., Smiley Face Killers Volume 2 and the Slaughter Continues, and then Children of the Beast, Aleister Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity. He's worked as a producer for the Ed Opperman Report for three years. He's an OG podcaster with over 700 episodes. He's been on every major podcast, interviewed literally anybody who's anybody. And uh, we'd like to welcome our first guest, the one and only Mr. William Ramsey of Mr. William Ramsey Investigates. Uh, welcome, William. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. Did I miss anything in your CV other than you have not been the governor of California? <laughs> I don't know. I've I've done a few, uh, written a few books and made a few documentaries. COVID gave me some time to uh, complete some stuff that I I wanted to always do. But, uh, yeah, I tried to stay busy. Yeah, I was kind of wondering how you're able to do all of that. Because I know you got family, what kids and a wife and all that stuff. It's like, how do you find the time? We. We do this once a week, and I barely find the time to like do a one-hour podcast. How do you find the time to make five documentaries, write five books? I think that I don't have other hobbies. <laughs> I think I'm pretty boring, so I'm researching all the time. So some people who watch sports or uh, yeah. go surfing or hiking, I I will spend like surfing the web for information on people and things for hours. So I think that that's it. I've been doing it for a long time like i've been yeah researching since be- like at the very beginning of the internet i was using it to try to find things out so it's been 25 years and it, for me it was like it was like i uh the what i was taught in high school and stuff just left out so much of the real facts actually i think i was thinking about it the other day a lot of american history is just totally fake yeah so yeah. you have to kind of go out and find out really the truth yeah, and that's a scary thing to consider. But like JFK is fake, nine eleven is fake, a lot of the health information is fake. Yeah, the political actions of America are fake. That we're some kind of like uh, benevolent Christian, you know, overseer of the world is fake. When we've just subjugated and subverted countries all over the world, like the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that uh, that makes me, you know, not coming from a background where i knew of that stuff from an early age that made me really want to research everything so that's why i have time and that's because so the seeds of all of those books and stuff come out of that research yeah it's pretty wild man like do you ever get like people getting really really um 
anxious and weird with you when you talk about 9-11 being fake? All the time. I mean, I think yeah. I've just had recently, like, oh, your whole world views, you know, you're mentally ill, you must have, you know, been dropped as a child. Oh, you know, you're all kinds <laughs> that, of... That old one? Like that. <laughs> yeah, that one. Did you drive... Do you have, like, an acid his, LSD history? That's another favorite. Um, but, I mean, I don't like my conclusions on 9-11 yeah. at all. So, yeah. when people say you're, you think it's fake, like, I wish it wasn't fake. I honestly believe that the whole story of 9-11 until 2003. I was not one of the early uh, critics, like... Uh, Dave McGowan or mm. what's it, William? What's the guy's name who ran that show? Oh, anyway, there was uh, there were a couple other people who keyed into it earlier than me. I didn't. So um, it was Bill you know, Cooper. I, I, I just one of those guys. Yeah, William Cooper. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Cooper. Thank you. Yeah, they they got it right away, but I didn't. So yeah, it's just wild because I got a lot of friends that you know served overseas and you know, like close friends, a lot of them. And, and I feel bad talking around them about this specific thing because that specific topic, because it's, you know, it's very touchy. I mean, they, they were over there and they lost friends and they saw the up close, you know, realities of war. And you don't want to think that that was in, you know, some kind of vein or whatever, but I don't know. It's just always been a hot button topic. It gets, it becomes super. I mean, can you imagine if you believe the cover story and changed your whole life and went to war and believing that actual um, Osama bin Laden and then it became Saddam Hussein if you remember they yeah. switched it mm -hmm. yeah. but if it, that was the real reason and you dedicated your life and you lost a limb or, or whatever or lost your life or, or had PTSD like that would be terrible and I really think that the American people don't understand the kind of uh, trauma-induced mind control that 9-11 really was because I do think that it was done intentionally to get all these people traumatized to manipulate them. Yeah. And that's that's a horrible thing to consider. It really is It's awful. It's almost like you don't even want to know that somebody could be that manipulative. You'd much rather just believe that Osama bin Laden sent 19 people to, you know, drop planes with and box cutters. Seriously, drop, yeah. with box cutters, drop three buildings, right? Yeah. So... Have you have you ever listened to or do you know who Rob Skiba is? Yeah, I know Rob Skiba. I'm yeah. familiar with him. Okay. He passed away. Yeah, he passed away. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear his theory on uh, 9/11 actually being the birth uh, Jesus's birthday? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, but it wasn't him. It's not his idea at all. Yeah, come, right. Somebody else. Yeah, I just he was the first person that I ever heard. <coughs> excuse me. Um, talk about that and it actually made sense especially when you think about the occult and i think about the you know the antichrist and the coming beast system and all that stuff and i think about 9-11 and the new world order to me it makes yeah, sense we're in we're in the in, we're in the infancy of the beast system yeah absolutely it's not yeah. We're, there. we're definitely we're just getting stronger and stronger so yeah what do you think of all these world leaders that are getting knocked off that are just like you know stepping down I think that they all—they were all probably manipulated by the WEF and the people behind the WEF, and the people who were there were got wrapped fed up. So Sri Lanka, London, was it England? Yep. Italy. People are keying Estonia. in. That, hey, something. Yeah. Estonia. Yeah. There's probably more to come. Yeah. That's so I was—we were talking about it on the beginning of the show before you came on uh, about you know Biden and 
now he's got COVID and, you know, his son is now looking at a potential um, indictment and, you know, all of these health issues with him. And it's almost like they're just kind of setting him up to be the next guy to have to step down. And then they move Kabbalah Harris up there and uh, Nancy Pelosi is the VP. I mean, it, it, it would be terrifying. I, I don't, I think that um, <laughs> the media really dictates the agenda. Yeah. It's really sad. It's not the people. So the people, whoever controls the media controls the minds. And the fact that they're talking about Biden now instead of before the election is, is it's obviously a selective agenda. So, yeah, um, he could go. The guys, obviously, Joe Biden stole the election was stolen. Joe Biden's corrupt, and so is his son. So, yeah, if I, if, dude, the stuff on his his laptop, I'd be arrested. Yeah, for sure. We talked about that last week. You see, oh. you know, videos or pictures of twenty one grams of uh, crack cocaine. You know, in a video, if you stop some random gangbanger on the street, twenty one grams of crack cocaine um, in the Fed system, they're going to take uh, a several year ride for that. Yeah, no doubt. You know, so there's a lot of problems. Yeah, I've, I sincerely... I mean, I'm pretty sure he had uh, relations with his brother's daughter, and she was underage. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so I think that that's... that's I mean, that's a... I don't... You know, there's a lot of problems there. Yeah, a lot of problems. yeah, I agree. There was a conversation between... I just saw it the other day again. They just posted it like it was something new of a text thing between Hunter Biden and his brother's ex-wife who hunter biden also had a relationship with yeah and you can tell like yeah she's saying stay away from my daughter yeah so why is she saying that now yeah yikes yeah it's crazy and i had heard that 4chan some people in 4chan had somehow um you know got something on the on the the icloud and had released a bunch of information from the laptop and so i don't know it's just getting weird but i feel like because we had talked about in one of our episodes about the uh, monkeypox and the 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 WHO's seventy fifth summit, specifically that there was a treaty that was going to be signed that was going to take away state sovereignty or country sovereignty. You know, when a future pandemic comes up and all that stuff, and they are supposed to. Uh, I had heard so they were supposed to release those results or the treaty results in the first week of August, and it just is interesting to see the timing of all these world leaders stepping down or being forced out. And it's right before this this thing is supposed to be, um, you know, released. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. And then what's also incredible is, at least for the states, like nobody, nobody of the politicians are saying, "Hey, we're losing our sovereignty to the WHO." Very few, maybe Rand Paul. Yeah. But you would think that that would be people would be rioting in the streets. Like, I'm not going to let these people, unelected people, tell me what to do. But that's that's what they're trying to do. Well, William, I feel like the reason why the Roe v. Wade was overturned at the timing that it was, was intentionally to distract everybody from the results of the, of the who summit is what I think. But anyway, did you always surprise me? Did you grow up in California or? No, I was born in Omaha, Nebraska. I grew up in Northern California. (laughs) Then I spent three years in DC and got out of there. Then went back to NorCal and worked as a lawyer. And then there was a downturn in the economy 9-11 9-11 happened, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and I've been in Los Angeles since 2001. So how come you haven't come to Idaho like the rest of them? 
I don't know. Dude, I should. You're actually. I thought they were going to Texas. No, they're there, going to Texas. There's a lot going to Texas, but there's a lot from Idaho. But to be honest, like we've actually got a lot of solid people from California. We did get some turds, but we got a lot of really solid people. In fact, a lot of the okay. friends that I have that listen to this podcast are super solid and from California, and we welcome those people, and we would welcome you as well. So, you but, never know. Yeah, you ought to come up. Boise's pretty nice, other than it's 108 right now. So, yep. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, it's like Phoenix. Uh, only not as cold. Uh, no, I didn't even know it got that hot there, to be honest with you. It's, it's not that hot. It's like 102 or 103. It just still, feels that's like. still pretty hot. We're, we're a desert. Yeah, yeah, we're high desert. We're basically like if you went to, you know, Las mm-hmm. Vegas, very similar type of, you know, high desert environment or Reno, you know. What's your elevation? about 2500 oh that's that's actually a lot higher i didn't know it was that high yeah and then there's a pretty high we're right at the base of a mountain range so there's a ski resort right there and then a couple you know pretty big reservoirs lakes around us and dude stop selling sorry yeah it sucks (laughs) william it sucks you don't want to come here or anybody else that's what you're supposed to say exactly (laughs) just you yeah yeah, just you Anyway, so um, we're glad to have you on. We specifically wanted to talk to you about your research that you came across when you were doing your book about uh, Aleister Crowley and the occult numbers that came out of that. Can you, we didn't want to like bastardize your stuff, you know, because that's what we were going to talk about with our audience, but could you educate our audience about that investigation and kind of you know the numbers that you came across and kept coming across and kind of their their meaning or relation sure i mean essentially like i said earlier i didn't really come to the truth of what really happened in 9 11 2003 2004 so i was kind of like a hidden researcher i was watching the other researchers i watched loose change i followed people talking about it online alternate media all the way no no corporate media and there was a guy, his name was Captain May, he's passed away, but he kind of keyed it, he had something called Ghost Troop, and he was definitely was a military guy, he seemed to have some connections with a bunch of other ex-military people, but he wrote an article that showed that there was an over-preponderance of this number 11, right? So, I read that article, I'm like, yeah, there really are, what's, why is it flight 11, date 11, so I didn't really know what that meant, but then I started researching. You know, I just was always reading, and I came across something where I saw this eleven associated and a ninety-three associated with Alistair Crowley, and I went, "Okay, why is there a ninety-three and eleven associated with Alistair Crowley and the events of nine eleven? So then I said, "Who was Alistair Crowley?" So it led me down that path of figuring out who this person was. I knew, and then I started to realize what the occultist said he was. Then I realized what the people who had written biographies about Crowley. There's one by Lawrence Sutin. There was one that I read. Another by oh, I can't remember his name, but there was by some were sympathetic of Crowley, some were academic. Sutin's is more academic, but then there were other ones of people who knew Crowley. So there was a lot of different biographies. So then I read those. And then I said, well, I can actually, the internet is going to allow me to read what Crowley actually wrote. So then I started reading, reading what Crowley wrote. He had a very long autobiography um, that I wrote, that I read. And then I just started looking through all of the pictures of him and all of the kind of graphics and stuff. He was an artist, too. And I'm seeing this 11 and all this stuff. And it led me to the Book of the Law, which was something that Crowley 
said it was a received book in 1904. And I'm just saying that people who are of me are of 11. And you just saw the whole 11 preponderance. I'm like, what's this guy who died in 1947? How could he have anything to do with 9-11? Well, ideologically, if you look through Crowley for more than kind of a glance and actually look into his stuff, he was definitely, actually, it's kind of a, it's kind of a uh, current or something that really goes back to Pythagoras, which Crowley kind of ripped off, which is the universe can be be described by, through new numbers, right? So you can, and it's kind of a mathematical, you know, the Pythagorean theorem. But Pythagoras was like a really a wise man and knew a lot of stuff. You have to go back and look at the occultist view of Pythagoras instead of like what you learned in, in algebra. Anyway, so... Crowley believed in all these numbers. He came through the Golden Dawn. He knew, was familiar with their kind of doctrines. And the foundation of his kind of religion, Thelema, was kind of the number 11, which is the number of magic. It had kind of a negative view in the Golden Dawn. Um, it's it, it pops up all the time. And even modern culture, people are exposed to it. They may not know it overtly, but it's everywhere. Harry Potter, Tyler Durden, the 11-inch uh, wand of Harry Potter. Huh. So the 11's there, but Crowley took the 11 and integrated it into his old system. The reason it's important to a magician is that it represents the coming together of the pentagram and hexagram. The pentagram represents the microcosm, I think, and the hexagram represents the macrocosm. So the macrocosm and microcosm come together in the... the the coming together of two different opposite forces into the magician. So 11 is very important, and it was in the Book of the Law, and then Crowley's dictum, do it thou wilt, should be the whole of the law. It's 11 syllables long. Hmm. And it just goes through, it's really kind of a foundational idea in Crowley. And so that really was like, okay, then is Crowley's ideology associated with the events of 9-11? And if you look through what happened after 9-11, the wars the aggregation of power and kind of elite groups, oligarchy, the New World Order concepts. And then, uh, so it just goes on. And I mean, you can actually, it gets George W. Bush had his famous New World Order speech on yeah. yep. September 11th, 1990, 11 years to the day hmm. of 9-11 event. And that's not by mistake. Yeah. That's actually very thought out. So that's it. So 11.93 represents Crowley. So Crowley believed in gematria. It's a subset of the Kabbalah. And the gematria takes certain words in a language and reduces them to their numerical value. And two main kind of Greek words that Crowley used is thelema and agape. And in his gematria calculation, both equaled 93. So that 93 became an important number in Crowley's system. And then the 77 is like the 77 names of the devil. Mm. It's also 77 is Libra 77, which you can read about Crowley, which is kind of a dictum of, it's called Libra Oz. It's a dictum of Crowley's ideas of man. It's distilled, it has all kinds of Kabbalic meaning. So to really get the magic or impact, you kind of, at least in Crowley's system, you have to have everything in a certain place. Yeah. So you have to have the right amount of syllables, the right numbers. And so Libra Oz, you can read. And, and the intro is, um, blasphemy, really, for a Christian, which is there's no God but man. Yeah. And then it goes on to say the dictums are, if anybody gets it, you know, you do what thou wilt, you can do whatever you want, but if anybody gets in your way, you can destroy them. So, 77, and, and the, really kind of the more rarefied thing about Crowley 
is the 175, which is a ritual about you do something for the God you adore. And that's kind of like a, it's a theme within the occult. Like if you really love Lucifer, Satan, you adore me. And you'll see it within literature and music and things like that. People use that term in relationship to Luciferian or Satanism. So that's the general overview of the numbers of the planes that happened on that date. And that's really just, to me, it was ritual. Like the date was choreographed, ritualized. Like somebody was doing ceremonial magic in a tomb or a magical room. It got externalized into the world. And I think it was to make change in the world. According to like the fundamental dictum of Crowley's magic is, what's the purpose of magic? The definition is to make change in the world according to your will. Yeah. So that's basically, that's what I learned. So yeah. that's what I think was integrated into 9-11. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because um, once I started, I think I'd heard it the first time on the Occult Rejects and they're talking about the numbers. And then I started following you and, and getting a little bit further into, you know, the history behind it and your writings and all that stuff. And then I started seeing these numbers everywhere. Like, yeah. everywhere. Me too. And Me too. in fact, we were just talking last week about Son of Sam and you had Manny, uh, what was his name, Grossman? Or, Grossman, yeah. yeah Grossman. You'd had Manny Grossman on, and I'd listened to that podcast, and you guys were talking about um, Son of Sam and, and all this stuff. And last week when we were talking about it, Luke was over here talking about Yonkers, New York, and I'm like, wait a minute, Yonkers is a seven-letter word, and New York is a seven-letter letter word. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Right, and that whole, Yeah, you can go look at the Yonkers, that uh, park, yeah, old, it, uh, Undermire. Uh, Undermire, Undermire Park. Yeah. Go look up Undermire. He's all over the like a big time lawyer, total occultist. Has the Sphinx on there in his park. I mean, it's in the two pillars. It's super occult. Yeah. Um, so once you kind of feel realize this numerology, you realize like there's an undercurrent of this stuff all over the place. I mean, Harry Potter is a perfect example because it's probably one of the most important. Uh, popular film series next to star wars or something like that in history and it's just she integrated all kinds of alchemy occultism and she knew it from the yeah. very beginning she knew the key numbers yeah. so harry potter the alchemy of harry potter is that he's a potter and so you're supposed to alchemically your spiritual path is to turn clay into gold yeah that's so she had it all yeah exactly so she had it all down yeah well and it's interesting that stranger stranger things right now is like one of the you know the biggest shows on netflix and if you go and look at that like i was watching season four i don't know if you've watched that show at all do you have you seen that show at all i think i think my talks actually influenced that show oh really oh absolutely that's pretty cool because it's all there yeah. her name is 11 yeah um they have the smiley face all of the visuals even into season four are visuals from uh, my research into the West Memphis Three, uh, the kids on the bikes, uh, all the the trailers. That's interesting. Um, the bikes that are left around, the disappearing kid. His name is Byers. That's one of the kids who was oh, murdered. Oh yeah, Shit, right. Yeah, yeah. they actually what? did this. No, listen to this. They did a li little wordplay. They can do. They do this. There's a 77 in the first season uh, where they do a little wordplay that like Kubrick used to do, mm -hmm. but. They did a wordplay in season four. Like, I'm only on the third thing, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really clever. They called somebody Miss Kelly. Mm. 
Do you remember that that character in like the season four, episode three? It's a Jesse Miss Kelly. They're playing little word games in that whole oh, thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I didn't catch that. And if you go, yeah, look at this. Go back and look at the end. I think it's episode eight, season one, before the uh, Demogorgon shows up. There's a smiley face on the back of the couch. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. So they're putting stuff in there. They definitely listen. Hundred. I don't have no idea who the Duffer Brothers are. Hundred percent con- convinced that they've listened. To you know, stuff I've talked. Y- you should sue the them. You should sue them. I know a really good attorney named William Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. And- I mean, I, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. It's, I can I'll tell you stuff. It gets even more deep. Like for me watching it. I mean, I. I absolutely know that they listen to my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't tell you right now. I know that they've listened to at least one of my two of my shows. They're yeah. following my work. Yeah. They're f- because yeah. it integrates stuff from Crowley, West Memphis 3, and the Smiley Face Killers. It's in there. The Demogorgon is one of the 77 names of the devil. You can go walk, pick up Anton LaVey's The Satanic Bible. Mm. It's listed right there. That's in Profit of Evil, which I published in 2010. Hmm. A yeah. listing of those names. So, yeah. like, I can see it. The public may not see it. I can see it. Yeah, for sure. Who are they? Some of those characters. I mean, yeah. I mean, it gets really deep because the Winona Ryder, too, was a West Memphis 3 supporter. There's yeah, pictures of that's her right. with West Memphis 3 yeah. support group, too. Oh, man, that's crazy. There was one, yeah, one but, thing I picked up um, in Season 4 when... Uh, they're in the van and they're having a conversation. I can't remember the two characters' names right now, but he's talking Nancy, about Nancy and Nancy something. and uh, yeah, Steve. Yeah, and they're Steve's talking about how many kids he wants. He's like, I want you know three, four, five, six kids, and then Nancy, six kids. Yeah, six kids. I was like, yeah, what the hell? Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's your six, six, six right there. Yeah, and that guy Munson is based upon um, based upon Beckles, right, Damien Eccles. Yes. That's what they said. So Beckles knows it. The guys who made the movie know it. So why are these weird correlations or synchronicities? No. They know my research, dude. It's an off the charts. They know some stuff, too. It was interesting that he played uh, Master of Puppets by Metallica. I thought that was interesting. Just the whole song about Master, you know, like puppetry and controlling and then you have the abyss opening and you have you know all these people potentially you know at least in rev 9 rev 13 like starting to get control it's i don't know it was there's a lot of symbology for sure um don't ruin it for me i'm only on episode three of season four spoiler alert (laughs) why didn't you I, I tried to tell you that in a previous episode. I don't watch it for the narrative. I'm like, what else are they going to put in? I was just joking, dude. They played Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, William, I had reached out to you about a month ago. I was sitting at home, just happened to be reading an article about the Uvalde school shooting, and all of a sudden all these numbers started jumping out at me, and I was like, whoa, this is this is crazy. This is like... I just got done listening to a bunch of William Ramsey and the Occult Rejects. This has to be connected. So I'm going to run some of these numbers by you and just right. and just you tell me your thoughts. So in the Uvalde school shooting, Salvador Ramos, the shooting suspect, uh, entered the building on the west side and moved east through the building at 11.33 a.m. He entered room 111 and 112, which is where most of the killings took place. 18 people were injured. 
21 people were killed, 11 victims died in room 111, and then the event ended at 12.50 p.m., making the incident 77 minutes long. So we have 21 victims, 11 deaths in room 111, shooting started at 11.33 and lasted 77 minutes, 18 injured, 21 killed, add that number up and you get 39, which is 93 backwards. The shooting happened in room 111 and 112. Add those together, you got 223, which is the caliber of the um, weapon that he used. Uh, he could have been using a 5.56, but they're same, also same, same thing. Same thing, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And that is 322 backwards, which is the number of the skull and bones. And then some of the astrolo- uh, astronomical events that took place around the time of the shooting... Salvador Ramos's birthday is May 16th, 2004, and on May 16th, 2022, we had a blood moon lunar eclipse, which is a supermoon blood moon. And then on May 24th, the day of the shooting, we had a 33% lit crescent moon, which was 2.4 degrees from Mars, and Venus, Saturn, and Jupiter were all visit- visible uh, during that wow. day. And then three days later, which I always, when I look at the occult, I always look at the, you know, the enemy trying to recreate or, you know, uh, counterfeit God or what God has. So three days for, you know, the, the death of Jesus and the resurrection. Um, three days after the shooting on May 27th, we had Venus kissing a crescent moon, which is basically the, the flag of Islam. So the, the crescent moon with the, with the Venus in the middle of it. So, and I, I brought up the astronomic, uh, astronomical events because it seems like a really big thing in the occult, and I know the numbers 21 came up in your research during Global Death Cult because you talked about um, the 21 dark gods. Right. So, to me, it seemed pretty crazy, and then I, I, I listened to another podcast where you talked about the moon, Jupiter, Mars, the Stargate, the Dark Gate... Um, all being connected to the ONA's um, like logo that that that's the order of the nine angles was right. Jupiter, that's on the cover of my book. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Was Jupiter and Saturn involved in the order of the nine angles? Do you know? I have. I'm pretty sure. I have to go back and look. The nine. Right. There's nine planets. Oh no. I think that there was their logo. It's they're supposed to be the planets in the solar system other than Earth. And then a stargate at the beginning and the end. So they think that there's portals at certain parts of the galaxy. So some of these constellations have portals, but that nine-angle symbol, the original nine-angle symbol that you see on the cover of my book, has the planets and a, and two portals in it. That's what the nine angles are. And I tried not to look into it too much, but looking at all those numbers like 77 minutes long entering at 11:33 killing 11 people in room 111 and then watching the breakdown and the timelines afterwards of you know the the response of law enforcement and stuff and it was like he had way more time to kill more people in that more kids in that room why only 11 and so i started thinking i i don't I'll get your take on it, but I think that this dude was demonically inspired or potentially possessed by a demonic entity and was able to hit these numbers supernaturally. 
He might have. He might have known stuff. You don't know. Because that guy Cremo, the guy Cremo who did the shooting in Highland Milwaukee, Park. right outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, Park. he had smiley faces. I was going to tell he, you the same he, thing. Yep. Yeah. No, I know. Isn't that no, crazy? No, but he broke. He, he had he had all of the hallmarks of being exposed to ONA. He was trying to get away. He, he dressed up like a girl. He he did things like he was trying not to get caught. Yeah. Um, so he and it's something strange is happening in the whatever psychosphere. I don't know what you call it in in, in the psychological world now that the internet. Where these he was like Cremo was like a guy who had been exposed all kinds of stuff online and he you should hear him talk he says there's no cremo said there's no past there's no future there's only now that's directly out of manson stuff yeah i mean and then i mean so i don't know and these young guys i don't know what they're doing online but um yeah there's real problems with the whole Uvalde thing, and there's a real problems with Cremo too. It, like how we got to that. Yeah, it almost seems because I was listening to, uh, or I read something where they had talked about the uh, Uvalde shooter. He worked at Wendy's, and and people would talk to him, and he would, "Don't you know who I am?" And he would ask questions like that. And to me, that's like that's telltale sign that this dude is being, you know controlled by a demonic entity. Like, why would you say that? So Do you know who I am? Like, the only people that say that is, you know, somebody that is not really, you know, know that they're there. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to say something. It takes demonic or something like mind control to kill a bunch of kids. How old were the kids? They were all 10 and 8. There was a couple 9-year-olds. It was just so, you know, so bizarre. And then, you know, it seems like all of these school shootings are like this big sacrifice, a blood sacrifice to Molech or Baal or something. Like, it's just so crazy that they keep happening. And then I was reading last night that, um, there was 13 people killed in the original Columbine. And I'm like, that for all of the people that they shot and all of the, you know, I mean, they were in there for, an, you know, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, somewhere around there. It's like, they, and they had all that firepower and the bombs and stuff, and they killed 13 people. Like, it's just so bizarre that these occult numbers just keep coming back up in these mass shooting incidents where there's kids involved. Very disturbing that yeah. those numbers kind of show up in Uvalde is really something else. I don't know that guy, Salvador almost. The, 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 you don't know these guys' background. My understanding is that he had a brand new truck. Where would he get money for a brand yeah. new truck? Yeah. He had he had high end weaponry. Yeah, I, I don't even. I've been shooting for a long time, and I don't have a Daniel de- Defense rifle. Those things are high end. They're you know twenty three, twenty four hundred dollars. Low end eighteen right. if you can find one. And he had an EOTech on it. I mean that's a seven hundred dollar optic right there. You know he worked at you know wendy's you know what if you're working at wendy's you're behind the ball dude yeah dude. you're struggling to make your car payments you're i'm just saying like yeah. the real financial world you don't have 2400 lying around no. you don't have 240 dollars lying around well and to have you're working at wendy's, yeah. he had 1500 he about 1500 some rounds or something like that it was like 1300 1400 rounds and then he bought another 500 or something like that it was just like you know ammo is not cheap and even if you buy it in bulk, you're you know for a 500 count, you know or a thousand count, you're still you're still paying five or six hundred dollars yeah. minimum. Yeah. Super sus, you super know. suspicious. Yeah, yes. I I just don't know. I, that's why I reached out to you originally. Was the numbers just jumped off the page to yeah. me? Yeah, well, like, there's weird things going on. They they can. Yeah, I mean, we can get into 
mind control and finding victims online and stuff. Have you looked up Operation Deep Dream? No. Yeah, don't. Because (laughs) some of these guys online, man, they're susceptible. They're susceptible to... There's a spectrum of hypnotism. There's certain people who cannot be hypnotized. You can do all kinds of weird suggestions. You can hit them with a strobe light. You can do whatever. They will not be under influence. And then on the other spectrum, there are people who are super susceptible to all kinds of weird hypnotism. Sirhan Sirhan was definitely one of them. Yeah. And he was... He seemed to have been mind-controlled by some guy who wasn't even close to him. His name was Radio Man. This is really heavy stuff. It's not believable. But you can look up Sirhan Sirhan and Radio Man, and somebody was seemed to be influencing him. And Sirhan Sirhan is writing about weird stuff. He's writing about Rosicrucians and his... his, Jack Ruby did the same thing. What's up? Jack Ruby, Ruby did the same thing when he started oh. going all crazy. Remember, he started talking about the Holocaust yeah. and all that weird stuff. Yeah, yep, yeah. He went out of his mind. He something happened to Ruby too. So. Yeah, I, I think mean, he that's got, a whole other conversation. Yeah, they got but, overdosed for sure. But yeah, we we just finished up an episode on MK Ultra, so we just did oh, like okay, I didn't know. five or six ep- No, just like talking about this, and so you're reinforcing exactly what we've been saying this mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah, okay. but um. Yeah, it gets really, uh, yeah, American history's fake. It's all fake. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wish it wasn't, but there's all kinds of things behind all those assassinations. MLK, MLK's brother actually died in kind of an SFK, smiley face killing's death. Like somebody wasted him, yeah, in a pool. He Hmm. died swimming, and his family said he was a great swimmer. Hmm. Uh, It's like a suspicious drowning, you know, in a contained environment, which is weird, but... uh, there's a lot of things missing from a lot of those stories. The stories of MLK is fake, RFK is fake, and the story of JFK is fake. Is oh, for sure. Fake yeah. It's all, yeah, totally fake. I, I got a question for you. Um, in your research on the uh, ONA, did you ever come across um, a group out of uh, Sweden called the Misanthropic Luciferian Order? <laughs> Doesn't come to it doesn't come to mind. I did see that there was Nexians in Sweden, and I don't remember it offhand. And there have been, I know somebody who lives. I don't know his name. There's been suspicious SFK type. Yeah, I mean it's just that there are little Nexians and little groupings of some of the ONA mm-hmm. in different places all over the world. So they're popping up. Those are the ones that are popping up that are known. So I don't know the unknowns and things like that. But there's, there's definitely seems to be a presence in the Nordic countries. Yeah, the reason I ask is um, there's a band that uh, my brother and I listened to, Dissection, and uh, when I listened to you on Occult Rejects talking about the ONA, there's a bunch of common terms used between ONA and then the misanthropic Luciferian order, and they ended up like changing their name to Temple of the Black Light, so I don't know if you'd heard of that one that at all, but... Sounds familiar, yeah. So that sounds like one of the Mexicans of the ONA. Yeah, they all use the same kind of terms and unique terminology. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, our second episode. That's what it was on, and that was the basis for the um, me looking into it. Was your conversation with those guys because it's a band that we've listened to for at least a decade, and there's a lot of you know, crazy murder stuff involved with them and um, 
I was like, huh, I wonder Can you send me that information, that link? I'd like to look into it. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. And there were, we had done a breakdown on one of their albums, or Luke did a breakdown on one of their albums called Rain Chaos. Yep. And um, this thing is, the record is just chocked full of crazy Luciferian stuff. And um, at some point, weren't you saying that in between the songs there was like it, magic? In the songs. In the songs there's yeah. like ritual magic spells that are being said. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so when you were talking to Derek Gilbert on View from the Bunker about the 21 Dark Gods, you had said the names, you rattled them all, a bunch of them off, and Derek Gilbert said, oh, you know, I, I don't recognize any of those. I just did a bunch of Sumerian, you know, uh, occultist, like, you know, research and didn't recognize any of these names. And I was thinking maybe those names are actually invoking, um, you know, ritual magic or something like that, and that's the reason why they would be different than the names of the gods. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I mean, those are just the names that are listed off in their uh, the ONA's materials, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, but there was definitely in between MLO and the ONA, there was some connections for sure when we were kind of looking at it, but mm-hmm. not one. You know, everything was a connection, but there was a lot. Yeah. And then with uh, that combat eighteen, uh-huh. um, is there? something uh numerologically significant with that 18 yeah 18 is a h right okay because one of the songs yeah a h is adolf hitler okay Um, that's the one that that's the ona's kind of like uh patron saint okay um in that album they have one of the songs is uh nexion 218 oh wow yeah so yeah, that's that's a term specific to the ONA. They they they've been exposed to the ONA in one way or another. In the have you guys seen the uh, Ed Sheeran video "Bad Habits"? I've heard you talk about it, but I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah, yeah, watch that. That's he's definitely been exposed to. Ed Sheeran's been exposed. And you were mentioning something about a group in Germany, the Lone Wolf. Was that? Yeah, that's. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of groups that have been ex- bands and groups and people that have been exposed to the ONA okay. ideology. It's it's that's why I call it the global death cult because it's bouncing around through the internet in ways that the world really hasn't ever seen before. Mm-hmm. There, the singer from Dissection, um, he he committed suicide in like a ritual uh, wow. circle of candles and had their uh, it's like the Liber Azarate, or I'm, I'm not sure of the pronunciation of it. But he was also a member of the Werewolf Legion in Sweden, and they were s- some sort of uh, crime organization. But when I heard you mention that Lone Wolf thing, it was another connection that I was like, well, I wonder if that's, you know, like the Swedish version of that group out of Germany. You wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. A lot of these guys are connected internationally, so mm-hmm. I'm surprised at all. They were, you know, influenced by somebody outside of Sweden. Yeah. Wow. Do you have any plans for any new works coming up? Oh, I'm busy. I've been I've been working on some projects and just trying to get stuff out. I've been focusing a lot on my podcast, but 
these other projects I think are going to take up more of my time. So, um, are you enjoying? I, I'm definitely busy. Definitely busy. Are you enjoying writing or the filmmaking a little bit more? That's a good question. I think I'd like the variance. So, like, I enjoyed writing, then I enjoyed the documentaries, and then I enjoyed doing the interviews. And now I'm kind of headed back to writing again. So, although I, I, the podcast is interesting, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think really fundamentally, I was just a researcher and putting books together. It's very satisfying to complete a book and then have it there, you know, so people can read it. Like since the West Memphis Three popped back up in the news recently, people are buying that again. And that was a book I published ten ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I enjoy listening to your podcast, like I said, because you have a quite the the mix of you know you'll have apologetics, you know. Uh, people on you have you know it's just uh, regular researchers you know so i was listening to one today and the lady didn't sound like she was you know uh super into you know uh, religious faith but it, it's just a cool mix i mean you seem to talk to everybody and all of them are very interesting and excited to hear more and see some more uh, documentaries if you ever have time thanks yeah. yeah i mean you never know i never announce my projects yeah i never announce them i just put them out because because I've announced other projects, and people say, "Yeah, we're gonna, we're no, we're gonna sue you." Oh yeah, I kind of think it out, and yeah, yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to us, especially us being, you know, a relatively new uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. The last question I had for you before um, we wrap it up: Have you ever been on Joe Rogan? I have not. Well. You were on Cohen Doc Pro, which is even better. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. Thanks, but that's better. I don't. For... I'll never get invited onto Joe Rogan because too many of his friends are friends with Damian Eccles. So I yeah. will never, yeah, get invited there. I'm not as people know the the people that listen to us know that I'm not a Joe Rogan fan. So I'm always taking taking jabs and stuff like that. <laughs> I I don't like his his outlook on a lot of things, especially the. Uh, uh, psychedelics and the the drug uses like DMT because I believe that that helps you know open that that realm to the yeah. demonic realm and so I I'm not a fan that he you know very very pro um, hallucinogenics to people so but he's very comfortable with some very sketchy characters some some outright satanists that one guy Duncan Duncan Trussell mm-hmm. who did the show with Damian Eccles so that should tell you something yeah for sure well before we let you go. Where can uh, our listeners find you and um, get your your books and your DVDs? All my books are, you can get signed copies at WilliamRamseyInvestigates.com. You can buy them on Amazon if you like. My videos are on Vimeo under William Ramsey. I have my podcast, like you said, has 700 hours of interviews that I've done with people. People have interviewed me. And that's basically, I'm trying, I try to be on social media, but you can contact me through my uh, website if you have any questions or anything like that yeah and that actually works because uh that's how i got in with you so <laughs> cool. thanks thanks for we really appreciate yeah. you coming on um My thanks, pleasure. like jake said thanks for slumming it with us um hopefully at some point when we get a little bit better at this you'd want to come back and talk about some other things and uh yeah that'd be anytime anytime we really appreciate it okay all right guys thank, thank you, care, you. Appreciate thank you bye-bye yep bye-bye